In 79 AD, a volcano in Italy called Mount Vesuvius erupted, destroying everything nearby, killing thousands, and forever altering the landscape of the area. Welcome to Digging Deeper with the Ancients. My name is Laura Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Hook. That's me! To tell you lesser-known facts and stories about the ancient world. This first episode is dedicated to the subject that gave me the idea to start a podcast in the first place. A friend and her son expressed interest in the city of Pompeii after a social media post of mine, and I realized that much of ancient history isn't the common knowledge that I thought it was. Now, Mount Vesuvius was a previously dormant volcano located near the west coast of southern Italy, just 20 kilometers southeast of the modern city of Naples. So even though warning earthquakes started four days prior to the eruption, they were all ignored because they were common in the area. So, okay, so this island had earthquakes and it was not an island? No. It's not oh, an island. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was an island. But this place had earthquakes and a, a volcano. Like, sure, it was a dormant volcano, but it was still a volcano that made was made somehow. And people lived near there. Yeah, it was a very popular area. They're dumb. <laughs> so, people in the area, even though they were... Still recovering and rebuilding from a devastating earthquake 17 years earlier, the eruption came as a complete surprise to everyone. They expected earthquakes, not volcanic eruptions. Now, the eruption lasted anywhere between 18 hours and two full days. It started with the release of ash and small rocks, toxic gases, and it followed with an intense heat wave and the flow of lava and mud. Through it all, clouds of ash darkened the sky and fell on the surrounding areas up to 15 kilometers away. Now the length of the eruption allowed most people to escape, but not everyone was so lucky. So there was people that got away. Yeah, most people actually. Okay, so so in the the movie with with uh, John Snow, uh, Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington, uh, they actually showed people getting away, and so that was kind of accurate. That was fairly accurate. Yes. Now the people who were who remained, we're not sure why they stuck around. Either they didn't think the ash and falling rocks were that big of a danger. Maybe they didn't know it was a volcano. Um, or they may have just got stuck there because the ash and, and small rocks were falling at a rate of about 15 centimeters an hour. It was accumulating on the ground. So it wouldn't take long for the streets to be full of small rocks. Yeah, that, that would make things a little difficult. Mm -hmm. And now the rocks and ash, the weight alone of them was enough to collapse many roofs. So there were also people trapped inside after their roofs collapse. The exact date of the eruption is unknown, with many believing it started around noon 
on August 29th, 79 AD. And this is based on a letter that an eyewitness wrote 25 years later. Now this eyewitness, his name is Pliny the Younger. And he was only 17 years old when he was staying with his uncle at a villa across the bay. Okay. Um, so you, you were 17 uh, 20 years ago, correct? Yep. What did you do 20 years ago? I went to Pompeii for one thing. Okay. What was the date? I don't know the exact date. I, went to, I know it was April 2001. Okay. So at least you got the year. And, uh, I got yep. the month because I was still in school and it yeah. was Easter break. Okay, so, but. so so that makes it a little easier. So he got the second half of the year. Yeah. Okay. He at least got that much right. Because we don't know exactly when it was. His other letter states it was in November. So so he wasn't even exactly sure. He was he was probably guessing. Yeah, this was twenty five years later. So this yeah. is even longer than we we're talking about. I don't about remember friendly. what I had for breakfast yesterday. Now, the evidence that we found at the site supports the later date much better than it supports the August date. The evidence includes people wearing heavier clothes, summer fruits were found already dried out, and the fresh fruits available at the marketplace were autumn fruits. So, so like dried up figs and and uh, apple pie. Uh, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Even coins found in a woman's purse weren't created until the middle of September. Okay, so so like the 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 that Emperor Mint or whatever it was that made the coins, they they put out their new collection in uh, in September of that year. Something, something like that. Okay. And then to top it all off. There has been an inscription found at Pompeii that has a date in charcoal that has a date of October 17th. Well, char charcoal should wipe off pretty easy, shouldn't it? It should. So I don't think it would be over a year old. Yeah. So so unless there was a guy making plans for October in August, odds are it was probably something written down. Yeah. Based on the archaeological evidence, I would put the date closer to November. Yeah, that makes sense. So Hall now, Halloween eruption. Yeah, there you go. Now, as interesting as this is, the fact that historians can't even get an approximate, can't get a date on the site, it's even more interesting that most people have only heard of the city of Pompeii. There was actually four relatively large cities and towns as well as several unnamed settle settlements destroyed by the eruption. But most people only know about Pompeii. Yeah, that's that's the one I've heard of, yeah. There was also Herculaneum. Okay, actually, I think I may have heard of that one as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a decent-sized city. Then there's two others which I had never even heard of, and those are Stabile and Oplantis. So they, they probably got forgotten because they're more difficult to pronounce. <laughs> Possibly. They were also closest to the volcano, and suffered the most destruction. Ah. Also, they were smaller and likely didn't have the wealth, honestly, that Pompeii and Herculaneum did. They were probably closer to the water, you know, closer to the ports, get more stuff brought in, sent more stuff out. You know, 
monies by water. Now, Pompeii was furthest away from the volcano and therefore coated by mostly layers of ash and small rocks. Now, the total is about 20 meters. 20 meters of stuff. Yes, just, just coated with in, stuff. In like it, 12 hours, you said? 12, it, 18, 18. It took place over 18 hour, eighteen to 48 hours. They're not sure. Jeebus. And then even after the eruption, Pompeii wasn't completely covered. There were still some root. Some roofs and stuff evident. You know, like and, the, the TV antennas and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> and, but ash kept falling. People were looting and ash kept falling. So eventually it was completely covered. Now, Herculaneum, on the other hand, was on the opposite side of the mountain. And the wind was blowing away from it. And so it was covered in mud instead. Uh. Now, sadly, all of the cities and the people affected by the eruption were forgotten over time and were only discovered by accident, whether it was farmers digging wells or other construction projects such as aqueducts or the king's summer home. All of these minor digs resulted in artifacts being removed from the site, but any further investigations were abandoned until the 18th century. So, like, the, the, in the 1700s, they, they actually started doing some proper excavation. Yeah. Full, proper excavation started in the 1700s. Okay. They didn't necessarily do a very good job at preservation. So, actually, it's been more recently, basically the last 30 years or 40 years, we've been trying to preserve instead of excavate. Mm -hmm. It was actually only recently in 2018 that another full-blown excavation started in Pompeii. Okay. Where they actually discovered another full villa with people inside of it. Um, some amazing artworks. We'll have to put some of those up on our Instagram page. And including, and as well, in Herculaneum, they found horses that were in harnesses. We're guessing to be used in the escape efforts for other people. Okay. Which, that reminds me that the evidence given by the eyewitness in his letters, he was across the bay, and he was only 17, but his uncle, whom he was staying with, was a Roman military naval leader. And he did send ships across to help rescue people. He himself also died while trying to rescue a family and some friends at the nearby Stabile. So, so he went to the, uh, so, so still Stabile was also on, well, closer to the water, just. It was, they were all coastal okay. cities and towns at that time. The volcano See, completely. See, this I thought it was an island. The the volcano completely changed the landscape. None of like Pompeii is fairly far inland now. Mm -hmm. Herculaneum and Naples are still closer to the coast, but now the research I was doing, there was a book written in eighteen thirty five, I think, and it was called the, the Last Days of Pompeii. So I'm guessing this might be someone who was uh, 
possibly going and doing some of that research at Pompeii uh, soon after they started doing the the digs. And between 1900 and 1959, seven movies were made on that book. <laughs> but probably not a single mention of anywhere other than Pompeii. Oh, odds are they didn't even know about the other places. That's true. Even though Herculaneum and Pompeii were found about the same time. Okay. They were well, discovered about the same time, and excavations have been have prioritized both of them because they were the largest and wealthiest of all the cities. But but Herculaneum was harder to excavate because of all that mud, right? Yeah, Herculaneum was covered in mud instead of ash. So yes, over time, the mud turned solid and very rock-like versus Pompeii, which is covered in ash and small rocks, made it easier to excavate. Obviously, it still isn't super easy, but... One of the main differences between Pompeii and Herculaneum as archaeology sites is that Pompeii, the people that have been found there. Now, Pompeii had a population of anywhere between 12 and 20,000. They found about 1,200. I say bodies, but there's a quotation marks around there. Because the people were buried in ash and the bodies decomposed over time, it's more of cavities that remain. Oh, so, so it was like, it was like when you make a silicone mold, uh, you, you put something in it, and, and you can then take that mold out, and then you can make copies of it. Yes. So because these people died in the middle of doing like everyday things, then these molds are of people in extreme detail. It shows what they were wearing how they were posing, everything. How many sits they had. <laughs> A, potentially, if <laughs> they were very big. Whereas Herculaneum, the mud did also preserve things, but differently. First of all, Herculaneum, most of the people, there was 300 skeletons found on the beach, on where what would have been the beach in Herculaneum. One of them it was included was a military, someone in military uniform, and an overturned boat. And actually intact, the boat was intact, but it was only skeletons found there. Whereas in Pompeii, we have the cavities. Okay. So, so it was kind of like more like finding remains instead of actual molds of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although in Herculaneum, where the mud was the thickest and deepest, it actually preserved some of the organic materials, okay. such as wooden. We have there's a decent amount of wooden furniture. There's food and clothing. They've even found like bread in ovens. And like I said, as far as the dates go, they found food at the marketplace. There's all sorts of evidence like that. Probably not very edible, though. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat it. Now, prior to the eruption, Pompeii and Herculaneum were very wealthy cities in the Roman Empire. They're both looked at as vacation spots. Well, they, they, they kind of still are, but more tourist 
destinations. But that, along with their size, is also what drew people to start excavating. They saw the pretty jewels and art and architecture and sculptures. And that's the only reason why we have all the knowledge about everyday Roman life. Okay. So, it's good for those early treasure hunters to a certain extent. Now, the casts of people, or the molds, however you want to call it, actually makes me think of a Simpsons episode. Yeah? The Simpsons go to Pompeii, and this is where they got one thing right, is that it shows... There's, there's actually casts portrayed of the entire family doing everyday things. Where Marge is holding Maggie and scolding Homer. Homer is choking Bart. No. And he's also drinking. He's, he's drinking and choking Bart. Of course, they did get it wrong in that they're all standing up. And the people in Pompeii weren't standing. Because they... Were cowering in fear. <sighs> No, Uh, it's been tested and is now pretty much confirmed that most of the people died from a sudden heat wave released from the volcano. Like It's like the summer of 2021 out there. (laughs) Well, it's not quite. Theirs was an intense heat wave about 480 degrees Fahrenheit, killing everything up to 10 kilometers away instantly. Okay, so it's a, it was a little warmer than it is right now. Yes. And now this, the heat wave didn't strike right away, which is why there was some time and people thought they... They could get away. Yeah. So you'd think, you'd, you would have thought that the one Doctor Who episode... Uh, the fires of Pompeii, where the the 10th Doctor saved the guy who had the 12th Doctor's face. He could have saved more people because there was more time. He wasn't supposed to save anyone, though. So it was a fixed point in time. But he did save someone, so he could have saved more people. What a jerk. Now, I mentioned about how both Pompeii and Herculaneum were... are thought of as vacation cities for the Roman. Part of this is the art and jewels and things like that found um, as well as the huge villas. One villa in Herculaneum had a library where 1800 scrolls were found. That's that's scrolls, not scrolls from the MCU. Scrolls. (laughs) Scrolls as in parchment things. Yes. Books. Books. Yes. Now they were all carbonized because of the heat wave. Mm-hmm. And, but we're still, people are still trying to examine them today. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, some of them have been destroyed over time and well, clumsy they, they, attempts. They were lucky to survive as much as they were. Exactly. Like 1800 scr- scrolls is an amazing find. But both Pompeii and Herculaneum are also thought to be homes to wealthy Romans with decadent lifestyles because of what we found at the sites. Both places include opulent villas, as well gambling artifacts and slaves have been found in Herculaneum. And there's been a broth there's a brothel in Pompeii. Bow, bow, bow. The brothel 
has been identified by both written and illustrated vulgar graffiti. Yeah. Which is actually kind of interesting because apparently a lot of the phrases, a lot of the graffiti was lo- was also lost to time. So archaeolog- archaeologists are learning new Latin Swear words. vulgarities. <laughs> Today, the whole area is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Which basically means that it is internationally known and recognized as an area of importance, either culturally or naturally. These sites are also eligible for funding to preserve them, because the whole idea is to keep them around for future generations. And today, about 2.5 million people visit the area annually, including me way back in 2001. I didn't really know what to expect was absolutely shocked that everything was in such good conditions. The colors of the wall and floor art, floor art was very bright. The writings and images were very easy to see. Obviously there was a lot of damage, there were very few roofs, but it really felt like stepping back in time, especially since a lot of the sculptures have been removed and are in museums around the world, but they've put replicas back in their place, so you get a very good idea of what the people of Pompeii could see. Pompeii is the largest of all the sites, and is approximately 66 hectares, with about 44 of those having been excavated. The city has an amphitheater theater, multiple temples. Uh, just a quick a quick thing that I found about that amphitheater. In 1971, Pink Floyd played at that amphitheater in front of just the crew, the film crew, to put out on their, 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 their disc called Pink Floyd Live at Pompeii in 1972. Uh, and David Gilmore went back there to perform at that amphitheater in 2017 to about 3,000 people. So, uh, Pink Floyd loves Pompeii. <laughs> and I got more music stuff about Pompeii too, but I'll, I'll get to that later. Okay. It also has the brothel that I had mentioned, public bathhouses, a marketplace with small residence, residences attached to shops, such as a bakery, a larger multi-room residences within the city walls, and of course, the various luxury suburban villas that are just outside the city walls. However, get the image of modern suburbia out of your head, because these were nothing like that. These have been referred to as palaces, since they were large enough to house multiple family members as well as guests and slaves. They also usually contained gardens, large kitchens, a library, pool, and even stables. Compared to the average Roman who lived in a single room above their shop, these were incredible. Herculaneum was made almost entirely of these crazy fancy villas with an addition of a bathhouse. So, so do we know much about those other two towns or have they just been really that destroyed? Aside from the mention that they had been there, 
all I found, the only other mention I found in all my research was that Pliny the Elder, the witness's uncle, died trying to rescue some friends from Stabile. Okay. So, yeah, so they, they, I they, couldn't they, find... they just got fried. Yeah, they were the closest to the volcano, and I couldn't find much information about them at all. Well, at least you found information about them, that they existed. That's true. So, anyway, we're going to get back to some music here. In my research, this is the, the most interesting thing that I found. In 1769, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart visited the Temple of Isis, which had been recently unearthed. And his visit and his memories of the site inspired him 20 years later in his composition, The Magic Flute. Cool. Yeah. That, 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 that. Mozart was inspired by Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah, and and other than that, like just so many songs, and just have been written about Pompeii or, or are based in Pompeii. It's such an amazing like. There's band. There's a band called Pompeii from Austin, <laughs> and there's a there's another band called We Are Pompeii from Kentucky. I have no idea what they do, but uh, they they exist. But that also goes to show you the main reason why I started the podcast was Pompeii is all anybody knows about. I mean, you had heard of Herculaneum, but very briefly. You weren't even entirely sure what it was. Yeah, only because it kind of sounds like Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Probably. But most people have never even heard of Herculaneum. And, and, and if you look at the, the documentaries that have been made... They're almost all about Pompeii, like ancient mysteries, Pompeii, buried alive, in the shadows of Vesuvius, uh, exp exp explores the sites of Pompeii and Herculaneum, uh, Pompeii, the last day, Pompeii and the 79 AD eruption, Pompeii live, Pompeii, the mystery of the frozen people in time. I just watched the new curiosity stream, Pompeii, <laughs> which is a, them excavating in 2018, actually. So it has some really pretty pictures of the new wall art and stuff that have been found. And, and speaking of art, they, there's actually now uh, exhibitions, like in Birmingham, uh, they, they have the Pompeii, the Tales from an Eruption, they have an exhibit there. Uh, Natural History, uh, Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago, uh, Museum of Fine Arts in Houston, uh, they, they all have stuff from Pompeii. To put on display, I would imagine also probably uh, in in London at that uh, British History the, the, Museum. The, the British Museum, yeah, yeah, they probably have stuff from Pompeii, just because though they stole stuff from all over the world. <laughs> yes, but on our Instagram, I will have to put some images of the different art and even some kind of disturbing images of the casts of people, because it is. You really can't imagine it properly until you see them. Yeah, I bet. And and that that's about all the information that I have that that I found on, on Pompeii, at least in pop culture. Well, I shouldn't say it all because there like there was movies that came out for the last hundred and twenty years about Pompeii, uh, but once again, they're almost all about Pompeii. Like I said, even those seven movies called The Last Days of Pompeii and uh, Curse of the Faceless Man, Up Pompeii, Imperium Pompeii, 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 Vesuvius. It's it's such an intriguing topic and 
I, I thank you so much for talking to me uh, about this and teaching me more about it. It's, it's really yeah. cool. I'm excited about it. They even they featured on some of our favorite TV shows, like Loki and Doctor Who. Right? That's right, Loki. He was just he was just there. Yeah, he went there and released some goats and said, "Right on cue." Yep. Yeah. So, so we're going to put a bunch of pictures on our Instagram to let you get a better idea. But other than that. We're done with Pompeii for now. All right. And so, the other cities around, including <laughs> Herculaneum, Stabile, and Oplantis. All right. And if you like what you heard, and I know you did because you're still here, uh, please like and subscribe. Um, leave uh, a review. That'll really help us out. And check out our Instagram page, which is Digging Deeper at the Ancients uh, uh, on Instagram. That's all one word. Or if you have any questions, email us at uh, diggingdeeperwiththeagents at gmail.com and uh, we'll possibly get to some questions uh, in later episodes. And uh, thank you all for listening. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. This has been an Odin's Keepers cosplay production.